You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 259. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 259. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Good eye, Mike. Good eye. <laughs> well, how the hell are you? I'm doing beautiful. How are you? I am so good. I know you are antsy as all hell. I am. I am antsy. Do you want to tell the audience why you are so antsy? My sister from another mister is in town and I'm ready to go hang out with her. Yeah, we're so excited. This is our second visit from California people. Mm-hmm. And we've got a fun couple of days planned. We'll have a very, very full house. So we're excited to... Spit a little wisdom your way and then have some time to play. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah? Yeah, it I'm rhymed. A poet and didn't even know it. You are. Well, you knew it. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us for another edition of the show. And today is actually a listener submission topic that we're going to cover about how to gracefully accept criticism. Mm. And I'll share with you the letter that was sent to the show. And I'm sure that there are quite a few of you who can relate to this lovely listener. Sure, I can. Yeah. I was like, oh, yikes, that could have been me. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of you guys will find the same to be true. And we will definitely do a little segment your direction and all of that good stuff. But before we do, Mm. I wanted to let you know about a quick, exciting announcement that is coming up in July. So a lot of you guys probably already know that I have one massive program that I teach twice a year that spans almost four months in duration. It is the mother load of all of the work that I've ever assembled and put together, I've tweaked it. I've, I think I've launched it about five or six different times. I've had oh people goodness. had groups go through it. It's called Deep Down and Dirty. And in the past, I've always called it the Tribe. Deep, deep Down and Dirty, the Tribe. I'm thinking about changing that right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a hundred percent sure what the name is going to be if I alter that in any way. But it will still for sure have the precursor of. Deep, deep down, down and, and dirty. dirty. Yeah. So what you need. Triple D, baby. Triple D. What you do need to know about Deep Down and Dirty is that I'm curating a VIP list as I have in the past. And as you know, for any offers that I have coming up, the people who are on the VIP list are the ones who get the sexiest deals and deals. I usually load those people up with a extra discount, something financial, coupon code that they can use, and some sort of really sick bonus, like an entire program or something else completely for free. And I give it just to the VIP list, just for a short window of time. So if you know that you want to dig much deeper into personal development, you need to change some of those deep-seated beliefs, you need to learn how to speak up for yourself, and you need a comprehensive program to take you from where you are now to a completely different 
place where you are happy and thriving and speaking up for yourself and not riddled with guilt or fear. Oh my gosh, I would love to have you. So to get on that list, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash DDD and sign up to get on that VIP list and I'll be sending tons more information and we'll be talking about it a lot more on the show as well so that you know a little bit more about what to expect. But I will say all of my students who've gone through this program Over and over again, I talk to people six months, a year out, and they are like, this program changed my life. The way I deal with my in-laws is different. The way I talk to my family is different. The way I talk to my husband or my wife is completely different. Mm -hmm. How I stand up to my boss, how I speak to myself. Like They talk about it as though it was a pivotal moment in their life that changed everything. And I'm really proud of it. Obviously, it fucking works if I've been doing it for like six different rounds. So if you're interested, again, get your name on that list, thejoyjunkie.com slash DDD, more info to come. With that being said, why don't we toss the mic to you? That's a hard act to follow. All right. So this is a segment we like to call. Would you rather? Today's would you rather is, would you rather have a barking spider or a mouse on a motorcycle oh as a pet oh for sure well these are off obviously well you know how i feel about motorcycles (laughs) (laughs) these are idioms for farting obviously oh did we parking spider mouse on a motorcycle did we talk did we talk about this we did yeah 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 did i have a lot to drink you did. You did. <laughs> we were trying to put this one together. This is and vaguely it was familiar. <laughs> very difficult for you to follow me. Hashtag joy drunky. <laughs> joy drunky. Hashtag joy drunk. Joy drunky. Okay. Well, okay. My first thought was for sure the mouse on the motorcycle. Yeah. Like, first of all, legit. I mean, just for the tiny helmet. I mean, alone. I mean, alone. <laughs> alone for the leather jacket. <laughs> the moto jacket. Well, I was also thinking, like, I mean, not even a trike. Like, we're talking two-wheel motorcycle. Like, that's some skill. Yeah. But, the, you know, I was thinking there's actually barking spiders. Are like, there? There's a spider in Australia that is... Stop it. ...called a barking spider. It barks. We're going to have to fact check that. As a matter of fact, I looked it up. It's called a Selenocosmia <laughs> crassipus. Stop. That's the actual Latin name for it. What is the... Selenocosmia... Do you know... Okay, first of all, I need to applaud that you did research. I did my research. I did. Your Would You Rather segment. Uh And I also want to know, how menacing is it? Is it like a... It's a big, like, tarantula-looking beast. But no, the bark. Is the bark like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like a mastiff, for sure. Because then my other thought... Or is it more like a chihuahua bark? Like... Well... My second thought then was, well, that would be an amazing protection for your home. <laughs> so maybe then we could, we could, we could do something with this whole gun legislation, and we could go, you guys, just we get a barking, spider. just get a barking spider, and your house is totally protected. <laughs> well, that it'd be like a, you know, like in the seventies there was pet rocks, right, and now there's barking spiders. So okay, so the mouse on a motorcycle doesn't have as much home protective value. <laughs> As the barking spider does. <laughs> but, but the mouse but, on a motorcycle has a lot more entertainment, entertainment value. Entertainment value is yeah, just what I was going to say. Sure. It's off the charts. Yes, and off the charts. And I wonder position. if you could do like a little evil Knievel jacket and like learn, teach him how to, or her, to do tricks. Right, because we have a yeah. lot of time to do that. Yeah. 
they could they could actually be performing before our aerial act. That's right. Yeah. If you guys didn't know, Mr. Smith and I have been very carefully curating an aerial act. Hup. Hup, hup. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, we should probably talk about personal development. Okay, but I'm going to say let's pick the motorcycle because we're in a situation where we need friends and community <laughs> more than we need safety at this yeah. moment. We have a dog. It doesn't bark. It, that's right. But we have a dog. I'm going to go with that. And we would also like to hear what you would rather. And we talk about it every single week over in the After Hours Club. This is a community that I have on Facebook that is open to you. I like to say that it's very exclusive and inclusive. Just go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. It'll redirect you right over to the Facebook group. And every single Monday, we talk about the would you rather. And everyone gives their reason why they would Mm -hmm. choose what they chose. It's always fun. Community conversation. Totally. This one should be a lot of fun. And then on Thursdays, I always do additional bonus trainings via Facebook Live. And everybody from the community can throw up questions that they want to have answered. Not throw up. I was going to say throwing up questions doesn't sound. So they can let me know kind of what is going on in their world that particular day and what they need help on. And so I sound off on that. And there's a ton of additional resources in the pod resource vault, all completely free. It's very nice of you. Thank you. So cruise over to thejoyjunkie.com slash club and join us. All right. So we have got to talk about some personal development here. Let's do it. Let's get personal. If you did not know this, I do accept show topic suggestions. And you can very easily find that option on any of the show notes pages. So for this episode, it's thejoyjunkie.com slash 259. And you can find a spot just to let us know your idea. So this came from a listener and she said, first thing, I love your podcast. Thank you and Mr. Smith for so much time and effort that you take to put these great topics and shows together. Is she giving us a warm fuzzy? I think so. I think so. I think I'll take it. I admire your eloquence and absorb as much of it from your podcast as I can and in hopes that I sound as graceful, kind, and intelligent as you do. Oh, wow. She is giving us a warm fuzzy. She is. And we need to give her Her a warm warm fuzzy. fuzzy. Yay! For sure. That's right. That's for you. That is for you. All that warm fuzziness is for you. You know who you are. And <laughs> here's, here is what she also said. I would like to suggest the topic of gracefully accepting criticism. Here is where I'm coming from. My husband has mentioned to me on a few different occasions over the years that whenever he makes a comment or suggestion on how I am doing something, I immediately get defensive and then make a biting remark. So example, the other night we were walking the dog and our dog started to act up as another dog comes in the vicinity. So my husband notes that what I am doing you know, is this or that, like whatever she happens to be doing, and that could be making the situation worse Mm, with the other dog, right? I think a lot of us can relate to this in in marriage, right? Sure, sure. In, relationships in general. Yeah. Instead of thanking him for the suggestion or saying something like, well, I'll take that into consideration, I immediately go into fight or flight mode and say something like, well, this isn't how we normally do it. Or yeah, 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 I got it. Or something in a snotty-ish tone. Hmm. After the exchange, he shuts down and turns on the silent treatment. Who can blame him? And I either stew in the annoyance and anger of being told I did something wrong, 
Or, depending on my mood, realized I reacted terribly and tried to make it right, usually a little too late. We had a heart-to-heart about this last incident, and I apologized for my outburst and acknowledged that I do do this to him and others, my mom sometimes, and my coworkers. The problem is I can't figure out how to stop myself from having these immediate defensive reactions. Mm-hmm. I know in my heart it is unbecoming to react this way and hurt his feelings or their feelings, but in the moment I always find myself attacking the person for questioning me. Hmm. Note, I am sure you have figured this out, but I am also a recovering perfectionist. (laughs) Any ideas? Thank you so much. Well, what's your first thought as you heard that listener submission? I just reflected on my own source of that issue and just remembered getting reprimanded by my stepfather, who I didn't really like much. Right. And... Like, not really wanting to hear what he had to say because I thought he was a douchebag anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, that's the first thing that came to my mind was childhood stuff. Yeah. Definitely. For me, the first thing I thought of was like, oh, my gosh, I wish you could have made it to Relationship Rx. Because Mm, she is describing a lot of the dynamics that happen inside of relationships all the time. for sure. If you are listening to this, there's a very strong chance that by the time this episode airs, Relationship Rx will be available as a home study course. Oh, that's cool. If you are interested in really fostering open and honest and thriving communication with your partner, you might want to check that course out. It's over at thejoyjunkie.com slash RRX, and that is specifically designed to help couples completely change how they engage with one another and how they converse with one another. Hmm. So just a slight caveat there if you would like any additional resources that are far, far, far more in-depth than what I am stating here. In fact, I had, I've had i had multiple students say, well, I listened to the pod and I can't imagine how much more in-depth things can be. And then they take either Deep Down mm. and Dirty or they take Relationship Rx and they're like, Holy shit. So that's what you mean about the pod being a little sampling. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, we go deep, deep, deep. So here's the deal with all of this stuff. It really, really depends on the other person as well. And I'm going to talk about why that matters. And it really depends on their delivery. Delivery. Because I think, you know, you and I have had plenty of exchanges where – The criticism that, like, let's say I'm bringing a criticism to you, like something that I think you could do better, and I've delivered it so poorly that you're like, yeah, fucking get right on that, you know, and vice versa. Well, your timing, too, I think is an important piece. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. That is a great point. In fact, we talk about that a lot in Relationship Rx as well. So here's the first thing. First item of business is I need you to know that the other person plays a role as well. Here's the task for you. If you find yourself in this kind of situation, I want you to ask yourself, what am I really taking issue with? And there might be more than one thing. You might be taking issue with the fact that you are coming up short. Like maybe you did something that was 
ill-befitting of you. In fact, I had that a similar situation years and years and years ago. A friend brought to me an issue that she thought I had behaved kind of poorly at like a party group environment. And I was embarrassed of my actual behavior. And I wasn't really involved in personal development at the time. So I didn't have kind of the wherewithal to dissect my role in the matter. So I just immediately made her wrong. Mm-hmm. Because I, what I really had problems with, what I really took issues with, was the fact that she was right. Mm. Now, there's been other situations where I've experienced criticism, and what I took issue with was not the content, but the delivery, like you said. Yeah. The delivery or the timing. Either you approach me with it, like right when I'm running out the door, or right when I just got other really bad news, or right after you knew I was exhausted, or something like that, where I'm like, I agree with the content. I agree with you that I need to work on this piece of behavior, or need to tweak this thing that I said. What I don't appreciate is the timing, or the attitude, or the delivery, right? And that's really important to parse apart because mm-hmm. we become retaliatory against the timing and against the tone of voice, right? So right. if somebody says something to you biting, it's almost like you can justify not having to even think about their comment. Well, I think the hardest part about all of this, especially like in the scenario that she gave us, is catching yourself at that moment and That's right. not being biting, but... You know, I think back to what my mom used to always tell me. It was like, you have to think before you say something, regardless of your part in it. You have to think before you say something. That's right. So that's something that obviously takes a lot of practice. That's right. (laughs) Well, and we actually cover an entire week in Deep Down and Dirty. We cover dealing specifically with rejection and criticism because mm-hmm. we go through this sort of thing a lot in our occupations like getting harsh or critical feedback from our bosses our co-parts sure but then also a whole slew of commentary from our families and what they think you should or shouldn't do and sometimes it gets really really sticky so again listener or rest of the audience, if you're going, shit, yeah, I really need some more help in this, please think about deep down and dirty. It might be exactly the ass kicking that you might need. Sure. So to your point about the heat of the moment, this is number two. I have a couple of options of what you can do in the heat of the moment, because as she mentioned, it's kind of a knee-jerk response, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And give yourself some compassion because you are absolutely right when you say fight or flight. It's primitive. Naturally, as human beings, if we feel any element of attack, whether it's warranted or not, the attack feels real to us. Sure. So we are naturally going to defend. Now, because we have evolved as a species, now we have the conscious ability to dissect what is happening a little bit better instead of being so reactionary. So this, my friend, is going to be a conditioning just like anything else, like learning to ride a bike, like getting back into the gym five times a week, anything else you've done that has started off challenging. Like I remember thinking, I will never be able to ride this bike. I'm going to fall over every fucking time. (laughs) And then it becomes a new norm where you just get on and you just know. Or you are 39 and you get a bike for your birthday and you're like, holy shit, I thought I could do this. 
<laughs> no, but you're right. There is like a muscle memory to it. And that's what I mean by, you know, it takes some effort to get there. Exactly. You know? So if you are in the heat of the moment, it is going to take conditioning over and over again to start habituating a new type of response to criticism. Okay, so I want to give you a couple of things to use in that exact moment. The first thing is to breathe before you speak. Oh, good. That's good. If you can just give yourself one thing to do instead of lashing out, just stop and breathe before you say anything. Got it. Because sometimes you can't even think, like you were saying, think the whole thing through. You might just have to be quiet. Just be silent for a second. Take a deep breath. Even those short few seconds can buy you some precious time in not being so retaliatory. The second piece is to immediately take it back. Okay, so here's one of the things that I see a lot of people do is they snidely remark something, right? So let's say, let's take the example that she said. Her partner says, you should be doing this with the dog instead of what you're doing. She responds back with, I know, yeah, yeah, I know. Like really biting, really snide. Right then, notice what you said and go, okay, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have said it that way, babe. I shouldn't have said that that way. You can immediately take things back. But what I see a lot of people do is double down and then they go, you know I can't take that feedback like that, or you know I'm doing doing my best, or you know, and they just dig in deeper instead of owning their shit in in the moment. Right. I do this a lot when I'm PMSing because (laughs) it's like vomit just comes out of my mouth and I can't control it, and then I immediately have to fix it like right after. So I'll say something kind of biting, and then I'll say, oh my gosh, baby, I'm so sorry, I feel like I can't control my delivery right now, please. (laughs) And I just clean it up a little bit Mm -hmm. in the moment. The third option that you have is to call a time out, to table it right then and just call out. Like, I feel like the only thing for me to say is something really snotty. Can we talk about this in 20 minutes when we get home from the walk? Yeah. yeah. Call out your snark. call out that the next thing out of my mouth is going to be really mean if we don't just shut the fuck up and talk about it in 30 minutes or an hour or two hours or whatever works for you. All right? So first item of business, know that that other person plays a role in this and that that is a strong, important piece of it. I'm going to elaborate that in our, our further steps. Number two, notice what you can do or choose what you're going to do in the heat of the moment. Breathe before you speak. Immediately Take back what you just said. Park the snark. and Or third, park the snark. <laughs> <laughs> Call out your snarkiness and just say, I think I'm going to say something shitty. Yeah. And table it. All right. So before I go any further, I have a quick message from this week's sponsor. <laughs> Who else has tried Fab Fit Fun? If you do not already know about this, you're about to, my friend. It is a seasonal box with, get this, about 8 to 10 full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. 8 to 10, full-size. It retails for $49.99, but always has a value of over 200 bucks. 
I swear to you, getting your FabFitFun box in the mail seriously feels like it's your birthday four times a year. In one of my boxes, I actually got an amazing lip stain and gloss by Duce that I seriously wear all the time. It does not move. And one of the things that's so amazing about them in particular is some of their items in the boxes are customizable. Plus, you can do add-ons. Do not miss out because they sell out of each season's box pretty quickly. Check out fabfitfun.com and use the code J-U-N-K-I-E, Junkie, to save an extra 10 bucks on your very first box, which will make it only $39.99. Again, that's www.fabfitfun.com and use the code Junkie to save that 10 bucks. Hello, self-care. Number three. Take time to look at the merit. Is there something to the criticism that you received? This is going to be far more advantageous if you actually do either take it back mid-moment or if you table it to be discussed later. Because then you can take the time to cool down, because usually we do have sort of an intense response to criticism. You are not alone and there is not something, you know, fundamentally wrong with you yes. we all behave this it's actually why natural behavior yeah exactly but if you give yourself some time to come out of that intensity of emotion a lot of times you can dissect for the real truth instead of the reactionary truth because in the in the moment the reactionary truth is fuck him he knows, he knows that that pisses me off or that's not a nice thing to say or da-da-da. and you feel really justified in your defiance mm-hmm and in your blame, yeah. a lot of times, like we immediately when we feel attacked, we want to shift into blame to somebody else. And you're like, nope, it's actually your fault. So if you take some time to kind of quiet down all of the narrative in your mind and just start looking at, is there merit? Is there any validity to what my partner said? And this is where you're going to really sink into what here do I take issue with? And you're going to really look at, am I bothered by how they approached me? Or maybe not so at all. Maybe I'm just really bothered by my own response and that wasn't a cool way for me to respond to them. Hmm. And you also have to really look at your piece in the matter here. This is likely something about you that you don't want to acknowledge. Right. Yeah. That's the other thing I was thinking about when you were reading that story. We don't like that. We don't Mm -hmm. like the idea that your partner might be right, that you're a little too controlling (laughs) or that you don't let things go or you don't go with the flow. Especially if if you're working on it. Mm, That's right. And this piece really is the place where you need to grow and you really need to look at was there actually some legitimate merit there? Because our instinct is to especially if we feel like the other person said it at the wrong time or in the wrong way, is to dismiss the whole thing altogether. And that's where you are going to have to dig a little bit deeper and go, wait a minute, if that was delivered to me kindly and at a good time, Mm -hmm. would I really have to look at this through a different lens and go, you know what? He's actually right or she's actually right. That is a place that I need to grow. That is something I need to work on. Take a look at the merit. Take a look at the validity. Now, number four 
is to consider the source. Now, in this particular situation, we know that it was a partner. So Mm -hmm. I'm guessing that for many of you, if you are dealing with a best friend, a family member, a coworker, a boss, a lover, that that source is going to be of a very specific meaning to you, meaning that it is high on the totem pole. Like Uh you actually really do value that person's input, what their experience with you is like. Another example for me, if I receive criticism around, like I just started, I just did a kickboxing gym. And there's one instructor in particular who is always critiquing my form. And I really, really appreciate it, right? So that's one instance where I'm hungry for it. Same thing in theater. If I receive feedback from a director or something like that, I'm like, oh, okay, I understand the hierarchy of the organization and what we're doing. So it's usually a little more palatable in those situations from a boss, somebody like that. Yeah. But when it's not, that's where I want you to start looking at the merit, okay? Because if it is somebody, or I'm sorry, not the merit, looking at the source, Mm. a lot of times we'll take criticism from random fucking people online. (laughs) Somebody at the grocery store, you know, and then we let ourselves ruminate on that when in the reality of your life, that person is not that big of an influence in your life. So let's look at the source. Is it somebody's feedback that you genuinely care about? Or is it your mother-in-law who is always critical of your parenting style? And when it comes down to it, you don't actually give a shit what she thinks about your parenting style. And it's a different issue that you it's a boundary it's a issue, issue yeah. it's not about receiving criticism mm-hmm. it's about establishing a boundary with an overbearing family member so you have to look at the source who is this person that is giving me this criticism and is it something that i give credence to hmm. how does this fit in i get this a lot where Clients will come to me and I'll give them advice and then their spouse will say, well, I've been telling them that for years. That's right. Like it's easier to hear it from someone else than it is from somebody that's close. That's kind of the opposite of what you're saying, you know? I hear this a lot in Deep Down and Dirty all the time. Yeah. And it is... It is because it's a couple of things. One, it is that they revere you as an authority on that work. God, yeah. My mom did the same Mm -hmm. thing with me around nutrition stuff. And I was telling her, (laughs) and she just thought I was a hippie. And I'm just telling her all this stuff. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as soon as she goes to this, you know, nutritional person to give her all this advice, she's like, oh, did you know there's hormones in meat? And I was like, oh my God, right? Right. And it's because they view that other person as an expert. Mm. Another thing is the receptivity of that person is all over the place. Meaning a lot of times when they come to you, they're actually really ready for the solution. Right. Whereas when they're talking to their spouse, they are really just ready to bitch and moan about their (laughs) ailment. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? Same thing. When people are actually listening to me, it's because they've gotten to a place in their life where I'm like, I'm fucking done. I want to finally live this life. I'm sick of complaining. Meanwhile, They've been complaining to their partner for the longest time. Right. Yes. So I think it can be a handful of different things, but a lot of it is that person actually being ready to hear. I think even questioning yourself on this is really the best place to start. Absolutely. You know, just starting there and going, just like this person is 
that sent this in. That's right. You know, she's like, okay, I know that this isn't the way to be. How do I change that? Well, and that's that's one of the things that that I talk about a lot. We talk about it a lot in Deep Down and Dirty as well. When we on week ten, we do all things communication and mm-hmm. boundaries and how to broach challenging conversations. And one of the things that you can kind of distill all of this down to is to clean up your mess if you're not kind yeah. and then just shoot for saying everything kindly. Yeah, yeah. And that's General, what, good, generally a good rule. Exactly. Yeah. But that is usually what we think personal development means. It means I never make a mistake again. I never am biting with my partner ever again. It's not that. It's that you contend with those things differently. So you become wildly more resilient. So the more you practice this, the more you will catch yourself in the moment or you'll call it out or you'll say, babe, I'm so sorry. I should not have said it like that. Or... I'm about to say something really negative. Can we table this? You'll start to address it in a different way. It's not that you are going to never be defensive ever again. Yeah, right. Of course. That is not the goal. I don't want you to think, oh my gosh, I need to become a totally different human. We're just going to start tweaking how you handle uncomfortable feelings, like being defensive. Right. Right? Yeah. Okay. Number one, know that the other person plays a role. Number two, Pick one of those things that you want to do in the heat of the moment. Breathe, immediately take it back or table it. Number three, take time to look at the validity. Is there something that's actually credible? Because sometimes you receive criticism from other people that you actually straight up disagree with. And that is okay too. Mm -hmm. You don't always have to see that, yeah, you're right. I did do that poorly. You might really dissect this and go, you know what? I wouldn't do a damn thing differently. And I'm going to allow that to be your opinion. Mm -hmm. Number four, consider the source. Is this somebody who you genuinely care about their feedback? That is really important. Not I care because I've been a people pleaser all my life, but I care because this person really matters in my world. And I want to contribute in this relationship in a reciprocal way. And I want to listen to the things that they have to say to me. Number five, clean it up, clean it up and make requests. So what I mean by that, specifically to this person who wrote in, is you might have to circle back and apologize just like you did, but you may also have to ask for specific ways for him to be critical with you. For instance, if timing was a problem, or if tone was a problem, you might have to ask your partner to deliver feedback to you in a different way. Sure. Or you might want to create some sort of funny phrase that's like a code word or a code phrase between the two of you, where it's his way of kind of saying like, hey, babe, I kind of want to tell you something. Are you open (laughs) to hearing it? And you could even say something silly like, the witch flies at dawn or, right. you know, woodchuck to gray squirrel or woodchuck to gray squirrel. That's something a, like that's that. Go-to. And then you could go like, I can't gray squirrel right now. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Or I cannot fly at dawn right now. Or <laughs> mouse on a motorcycle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then you can be like, no mice on motorcycles. No barking spider. No, you know, whatever. Yeah. But that way it <laughs> takes the sting out of it because it's all a code, right? It's all just context for, hey, 
I think you could be doing something different with the dog right now, or you're mm. open to hearing it. Yep. So that's what I mean by clean it up. Yes, if you were snarky and agitated and biting, clean that shit up, but also make your requests. If it is an overbearing mother-in-law, if it is a boss, if it is somebody who you do genuinely value their feedback, but you could receive it if they tweaked their delivery just a little bit, ask for that. And say that, hey, I really, really want to be able to hear you, and I want to really take your thoughts into consideration. It would be so incredibly helpful for me if you would say something like this to me, like, hey, babe, I have thoughts, or... Some kind of moniker to help... Exactly. ...bridge the gap between the delivery. That's right. Yeah, that's great. But that you might need to take a little bit of soul searching to figure out what could they say that would immediately be disarming for me. Mm-hmm. What could they do to set me up for success? And and go and ask for that. No matter who it is, here's what I need from you. I need either a ton more time, you know, like more of an advanced notice. Mm. I need you to recognize if I'm in a stressed out place. I need you to ask for the permission to give me feedback? You know what I mean? Like, what do you need? But you need to start thinking about this. And you also need to own it from a place of, I know that it's hard for me to hear you if the delivery is like this. Mm -hmm. And that is totally not your fault, unless it is. (laughs) And especially if their delivery is super chill, like, then it's not their fault, right? right? Then it's your shit. But You can always ask for ways to set you up for success, even if it's something that you are kind of working on, right? Right. I've done that before where, you know, if I'm super emotional and kind of PMSy and not feeling very confident, I will specifically ask you, like, can you find like four times this week to just tell me how gorgeous I am? (laughs) Because I feel gross. and. Is that yours to bear? No. Is that because you're doing anything wrong? Fuck no. That is me saying, hey, I'm having a rough time. Here's how you can help me. Yeah. This would mean the world to me if you'd be up for that. That's what I mean by requests. All right. Number one, know that the other person plays a role as well. So what exactly are you taking issue with? Are you mad about the content they're delivering or how and when? They delivered it. Number two, decide what you want to do in the heat of the moment. Do you want to breathe? Do you want to immediately take it back and apologize? Or do you want to say something like, we got to table this or else I'm going to blow a gasket? Number three, take the time to look at the merit. Is there any validity? Is there anything that you should or could do differently in order to be a better version of yourself? Number four, consider the source. Is this somebody you really value receiving feedback from? And number five, clean it up. And institute requests if you need them to deliver the criticism in a different way. There you have it, my lovely (laughs) listeners. The one thing I would say about number five Mm -hmm. is I could see people using that as a crutch. The asking for, what was the last part of it? Asking for requests. Asking for requests. Or requesting things. Right. I would say make sure that you have already made sure that it's not yours. Good. Or that it is yours. Own your part. Own your part. Yes. And not just say, well, my request is, right? Yes. Make sure that you're kind of uh, differentiating what is really your own shit and what the other person you're requesting, what you are requesting from that other person. That is so great. I'm really glad that you underscored that because people tend to do like a tit for tat. Like, Mm. well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been such a smart ass if you weren't this way. 
My request would be... So when I'm asking us, like, yeah, 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 like real snotty. Right. No, you need to come at it from a place of, I really should not have responded the way that I did. I think what I'm saying is give it some thought before you make that request. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Be really clear on what your piece was in the Mm -hmm. matter and own it. Yeah. And say, like, I should never have addressed it like that. And... I've also realized that it's hard for me to hear you when you say something like this. And again, it doesn't excuse my behavior, but it would mean a lot to me if you would do this. So again, you'll get a much better. I'm sorry. That's right. You'll get a much better response from the other person. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. So you've got your work cut out for you. No making excuses for yourself. You still got to own your shit and you still got to request what you need from that other person or else you're never going to get it. And Never gonna, never, gonna gonna get, get, never, never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. That was horrible. Let's try that again. No, let's not. Never gonna get it. Never gonna Marcy. get it. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. Yes, high five. Uh, Mr. S- okay, our relationship could be summed up by Mr. Smith singing really amazingly, and then me not, and then him falling out laughing. <laughs> That couldn't have gone better. Oh, my gosh. All right, guys. Check out Deep Down and Dirty. Go over to thejoyjunkie.com slash DDD and check it all out. It will be launching Early Bird in July, which you will not want to miss because it will not come available again until the new year. And we got shit to do, right? That's right. We have boundaries to establish. We have speaking up to do, and we've got beliefs to change. Holidays will be here before you know it. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. All right, guys, here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Mm.